0: this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us, and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Well, good morning, everybody. It sure is great to be back, and it sure is great to see you here this morning. And for those of you who are wishing with us online, a very warm and special welcome to you as well. It's a big sunday big week in the life of the church as we have vacation bible school about to begin it's the last week of our summer camp of course we are in the process of collecting toys and items for christmas for cameroon we are in a huge season of outreach and a huge season of trying to bring people closer to god and each other to help fulfill our mission here at hope church which is to introduce people to jesus and to fuel their love for him and I want to ask, if I w- if I may, just a moment of personal privilege for you to be in prayer over that. Uh, this whole series that we're looking at this month of July is about the power of prayer. And there are so many needs that we have this week as we get ready to truly open the doors of the church to the community and help people know, beginning with our very youngest— uh, participants in Vacation Bible School to some of our uh, eldest, most seasoned uh, citizens uh, about how God loves every single one of us. I want to ask that you would uh, bathe this week as well as this service with the power of prayer. Which really brings us to the the point and the essence of this series. I initially had another series planned for this month, but uh, as we made our way into June with some of the other things that we had going on, kind of extracurricular stuff, uh, we're not talking about anymore. Anyway, while we were going through that, I was like, I really feel like God is calling and leading us to study and to get intentional about prayer, the power of prayer, and how we need to incorporate prayer in our lives. And that was when uh, Christian and Brent and Daniel and I came up with this idea of a tag team message series where I wanted you to hear from different people who were involved in the teaching and the program development of our church about how they approach prayer, uh, giving the model that we set forth that sort of serendipitously, which is a fancy word for, again, a happy accident, right? Happy accident came that All of us started focusing in on that idea of the Lord's Prayer and where the disciples come to Jesus and say, Lord, teach us to pray. Uh, I was able to listen to Brent's message from last Sunday. I happened to listen to it last week because, I mean, sorry, yesterday afternoon, uh, because last week, the last uh, 10 days or so, Tiffany and I had been out in Wyoming uh, spending time with family, and one of the most frustrating and blessed things that takes place in Wyoming is AT&T barely works out there, and that's my cell service provider. And so after making it through a couple of days of the withdrawals, you know, I could not get to my phone all the time, uh, I was able to really truly re- uh, release and unwind uh, and focus in on the power of prayer. And uh, Brent referenced at the end of the sermon last week about the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi and how it talks about, "'Lord, make me an instrument of your peace.'" And so these are things that were coming to mind last week while we were up in the mountains uh, on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tiffany and I were at Me- Mount, sorry, Medicine Bow, uh, Wyoming, where we were in the mountains and uh, just enjoyed some time together. Got some amazing news. Things I hope to be able to share uh, in the very near future about our upcoming adoption. They came to us. Got some big things happening. So uh, looking forward to some news there. I just go ahead and tell you because I'm going to. I'm just going to tell you. So uh, you know, how miracles, miracles, and things work was uh, so. Our little campsite was in was in a valley, no cell service, and then so what my nephew to be, soon to be nephew did is he parked his car uh, up where there was cell service, and we were we've been out four wheeling and doing all kinds of things, and I just felt this nudge, you know, the ner- that word nudge, it said, walk to the Kia. I was like, okay, I walked to the Kia. The Kia was like a mile and a half away up these mountain hills. But I walked to the Kia, and as soon as I did, my cell phone lit up. There was a prayer request from somebody in the church, but also a phone call and an email from the physician who we had worked with in the past. And she told us, after we had seen some information about a child that needed a family, uh, she called and she said, Mark, this is a great opportunity for y'all so we officially put in for that uh that day found out on monday uh, we are rocking and we are rolling Uh, we will hopefully know the matching meeting will be coming up probably this week or next but uh, they are already talking in terms that they've not taught us before and, and it's huge it's a big big blessing so on the screen you'll see some pictures of tiffany and me this was actually on monday this past monday we went at the rocky mountain national park and we went to the summit outlook at one of the mountains. Now, it's not the highest point in the Rocky Mountain National Park, but it's the highest point that you can get to. And as you'll see, uh, it's cold. It is officially a tundra area at the top. It is above the tree line where the trees grow. There are animals up there that I did not even know existed. We're talking about a completely different world. And so Tiffany and I walked out there at the Summit Overlook at the Rocky Mountain National Park, and it was one of the holiest, most spiritual events of my life. And I prayed for our church. I prayed for our hopeful soon-to-be child. And I prayed that God would bless and continue to bring us all together for the sake of his kingdom. It was not lost on me while we were beginning a series on prayer that one of Jesus' favorite places to go for a time of prayer was the mountains. Maybe it's because geologically he was closer to God. Mountains play a significant role throughout all of the scriptural story, the narrative about how God has interacted with humanity to come and save us from our sins. But it was not lost on me that these spiritual moments these miracles as they felt and as they appear happened while we were on and in the mountains and it was cold the wind chill was right around 40 could have been lower there was snow on the ground tiffany and i actually had a a little minute snowball fight i thought about showing that video but um i don't think you would have appreciated that would you no not really she didn't know these pictures were coming up until just now but anyway um But it's one of those awesome times and we both spent some time in prayer for this little girl that we hope to be bringing into our family very very soon and the whole idea about being close to God being disconnected from the world so that we can connect with God and the people he's given us to do life with is one of those that I hope and I pray will bring us into this idea that we need the power of prayer and we need patterns to help us in our prayer life. And that's the title of, for today's message, Prayer Patterns. If you've not yet opened up your uh, info guide to get your uh, follow-along notes, it's a full sheet today because of what's on the back. Uh, they are available on our Hope Church Plus app. Uh, the picture on the back would not fit on the app really well, so but it is in our Hope Church Plus section on the placeofhope.org website I have also posted links to it on uh, Facebook as well as YouTube, uh, and we will continue to push this out. The back of that it just says the names of God. It's a reference for you uh, as we move into it. So let's dig into our uh, content today as we think about prayer patterns and our call to bathe our lives with the power of prayer. In Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, last week Britt mentioned the Matthew version of the lord's prayer we see the luke version of the lord's prayer a little bit different it is certainly different from what uh, many of you have memorized or that we will read and pray together when we serve holy communion uh, but these are the words as recorded by the gospel writer luke pertaining to jesus's teaching and instruction on the lord's prayer now jesus was praying in a certain place we don't exactly know where the certain place was but perhaps it was a mountain because he loved to go to the mountains and when he finished one of his disciples said to him Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Now, one of the things that we see from this pressing pause, one of the things that we see for this is the disciples recognized the power of prayer in people whose lives were devoted to prayer. And so the disciples wanted to see the power of prayer exhibited in their lives that they saw in John the Baptist. They also wanted to see the power of prayer as exhibited in Jesus's life. So we see kind of those bookends. But picking up with verse 2. And Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. What we see here is the Lord's Prayer is a model for praying. Jesus is establishing a model for how to pray. Now, the church through history and tradition has adopted and adapted the Lord's Prayer as one of our primary fundamental ways to pray to God. And I think God honors that. I think God loves that. I think God blesses that. But that wasn't the intent of jesus when he issued these words that we now know as the lord's prayer he wanted to give the disciples a model for how to approach praying and one of the reasons that this is important because i do not in any way want to diminish or denigrate the importance and the power of the lord's prayer but one of the reasons that this is important is because of how we humans have this tendency of finding something that works and sticking with it for like forever right Have you ever noticed that? In the church world, all you have to do is do something once and it becomes a tradition. Do something once successfully, I should say, and it becomes a tradition. And so you may say, you know, next year we never did anything like that before. Well, you know, last year we hadn't done anything like that either. But the reality is, is that the disciples, and I think the church throughout history, looked at the power and the majesty that came from connecting with God through the Lord's prayer and said, this must be the prayer that we pray. That's not exactly what Jesus intended. Jesus wanted to give us a model for how to pray, a pattern for how to pray. And so that's what we're doing this week. That's what we're doing this month to help us get into this idea of understanding the power of prayer. One of the things that Brian articulated last week and that I wanted to mention as well again is that prayer is one of those things that in my own personal spiritual life, believe it or not, I've struggled with. Anyone else in here struggle with prayer? When I was younger, one of my initial hang-ups with prayer is that why do I have to pray if God already knows everything that's in my heart and in my mind? Why do I have to pray, right? Well, it reminds me of the truth, and well, it reveals the truth, which reminds me of the truth, is that prayer is not our gift to God. It's God's gift to us. This is why Jesus gives us this model for praying. Prayer is not our gift to God. It is God's gift to us. I remember sitting in seminary one time and a professor of church history, was the second part of church history, was talking about uh, some of those uh, Voyager capsules that were sent out to explore space. And how at that time they had been, been exploring and soaring for decades. And he says, you know what? They are still going. The universe is vast the universe continues to expand we read in some of our creeds about how god who created and is creating creates within us still the power and the presence of his light and his love and his glory and this is the very same god who continues to expand space that wants to expand the awareness of his presence and power in your heart and in your life today and we come to that through prayer it's not our gift to god it's god's gift to us It's God's gift to you that says the things that are making you tick or ticking you off, they matter to God. That's an extraordinary and unbelievable thing. So I struggled some. Why must I pray if God already knows everything in my mind and in my heart? The reality is that God says, prayer isn't, like I've mentioned before, isn't your gift to me, it's my gift to you. Help expand the awareness and the understanding of God's presence and power in your life that is available to you. If you simply tap into it and say, dear Lord, here I am, use me. Reveal to me what it is you want me to know, how you want me to live, how I can serve, how I can help shine your light in everything I do, wherever I go. Friends, this is beautiful. This is God's gift to us. But the other area where I struggle to pray is in my own personal life, and this is still how it is like this morning even, is that when I am praying publicly or what we would call corporate prayer, I actually can do pretty well starting and stopping. Aren't you lucky and grateful for that, right? Without just going on and on and on. But in my private life and my personal prayer time, I very rarely start out with dear Lord and end with amen i just kind of go now christian's going to speak about this in two weeks about conversational prayer but i want you to know that it's that dialogue it's that constant connection that god longs and wants with every single one of us now of course i don't want to give anybody an excuse to say well i'm going to pray a little bit and then i'm going to check the headlines in the news or the sports scores from last night's ball game go braves Rather, what I, what, I'm sorry, what God wants us to know, what God wants you and me to know, is that it's that ongoing dialogue where we are in the presence and power of God constantly. As the Apostle Paul would write, praying without ceasing that God desires from us. And so I, I can remember now as I say those words about how when I was a tiny child, I was speaking, not just talking to myself, but I was speaking as though I knew there was someone there to hear me. Have you ever experienced that? Where it's kind of like you're talking to yourself, but in reality, it's not talking to yourself. It is talking as though, speaking as though there's someone there to hear you. And it wasn't until I grew a little older and I began to really truly develop my relationship with God that I realized who that person was. It's kind of Helen Keller. When she finally learned about god about jesus she said i always knew there was someone there i just didn't know his name of course helen keller the ability to speak here see she always knew there was someone there just did not know his name friends this is where the power of prayer comes when we find these models these patterns for how god wants us to pray And so there are three basic breakdowns that we can look at when we go through Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer that gives us these categories by which we can come to learn to pray and come to find the presence and power of God in our everyday living, where we recognize that we can talk to God, and some people may think we're kind of going, you know, bonkers or something, but we're speaking as though we know there is someone there to hear us. So take note of the three categories of the Lord's Prayer. The first is God's name, God's name, right? So as we see what Jesus taught his disciples, Father, hallowed or holy be your name. God's name teaches us God's nature. God's name teaches us God's nature. If you happen to have your info guide or if you have clicked the link to our website, you can see on the back of this the names of God this is just a tool for you to refer to that gives some of the names of God, some of the ways that we've come to know God through our Judeo-Christian heritage, with scripture verses that might help us to better understand God's nature and God's character, as well as God's presence and power in our lives. For example, we see Abba, Father, as a name of God, Adonai, or the Lord. Skipping down, we see uh, there's some crazy ones here. Uh, Logos, or the word, or parakletos, helper, referring to the Holy Spirit. Shalom, the prince of peace. Yahweh, the I am that I am. These names of God help us speak and understand, speak into and understand the reality of God's presence and power in our lives. And so I want to encourage you Take that sheet, use that graphic that is on our Facebook page and on our website. Use that graphic to help you identify the character and the nature of God so that as you're praying, you may find yourself able to pray in a way that will bring you peace and bring you comfort. I say this because I think a number of years ago, I was going through a time of some really intense stress, and my prayer life was more about praying my gripes and my grumbles, and I found this peace one day while I was driving to a meeting I did not want to attend. <laughs> You've ever been to one of those, right? And, and I felt God place this presence in my life that encouraged me to pray the opposite of what it was that I felt. So if I felt that I was anxious, then I prayed to the Prince of Peace. If I felt like I was dealing with scarcity in my life, I prayed to the God of more than enough. If I felt like there was silence in my life, I prayed to the word and the voice of God, Jesus Christ. I found a way to pray into the nature and the character of God that ran in direct contradiction to what it was that I felt. And friends, that has been one of the most tremendous lessons that I have learned, that if I can share anything about the power of prayer and pass it on to you, it would be that, that if you find yourself Broken and burdened with the stress in your life, that you find these characteristics, these nature, the personality of God that runs in direct contradiction to it. And you pray into the name of God because God is. God is the provider. God is more than enough. He is the prince of peace. He is the great physician. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the resurrection and the life. He is. There is a way that you can find, through the scriptures, the characteristics and the nature of God that run in direct contradiction to the struggles and the stress that you face every single day. So when you look, are you looking for a prayer pattern? Pray that. Pray the nature of God that runs in direct contradiction to what it is that you feel. The next thing, the next category that Jesus taught the disciples to pray about was God's kingdom, which includes everything seen and unseen. In other words, everything. It's kind of like what I mentioned a few minutes ago about how space is continuing to expand, and God is filling all of that, even as it continues to grow and expand, and he wants the kingdom of heaven to rest in your heart, seen and unseen. Now, Jesus, in his earthly ministry, had an encounter one time where some of his critics were coming to him and saying, hey, teach us a little bit about the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus' response was absolutely brilliant almost like you knew what was talking about right i say that in jest especially if you're listening to this on podcast <laughs> i say that in jest jesus says you're thinking about the kingdom of heaven as though so you, as though it is something you can point to and say here it is or there it is he said, but the kingdom of god is in your midst he's speaking about three specific ways to understand the kingdom of god there first of all he was talking to them specifically about himself the kingdom of heaven, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets is standing right here in your midst. And your primary modus operandi right now is to try to trip him up, try to catch him in something. The kingdom of heaven, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets is right here in your midst. And you're trying to trick him. The second thing is, is that it fulfills a promise that Jesus issued. That whenever two or three or more are gathered in his name, he is there among them. The kingdom of heaven is present within us when we gather in the name of Jesus. So we see the kingdom of heaven referring to the actual physical manifested presence of God. We see it referring to the spiritual manifestations that happen when two or three or more gather in his name. But the reality is, is that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we turn to him for our life he sends his holy spirit to live where in our hearts so the kingdom of heaven my friends all that is seen and unseen is available to you right here it's powerful it's the power of prayer it's god's kingdom where god reigns where god is in charge where god is in control now, we have to acknowledge that that doesn't mean that the world doesn't sometimes, in our perception of it, seem to wobble a little bit. It's wobbling right now. As we've mentioned throughout several series in the past, one of our bents toward original sin is the idea that we're the only ones that are going through the things that we're going through at all times, or in all times. We have seen throughout the Old Testament into our current day reality is that the world constantly wobbles, Because we are trying to fit God into our kingdom as opposed to us trying to enter into God's. Hear that again. Our world wobbles when we try to fit God into our kingdom as opposed to us trying to enter into God's. We invite God into our plans. We want God to bless our purposes. We want God to do what we want God to do. That's not the way the kingdom of heaven works. It's kind of like in uh, The Force Awakens, the Star Wars movie. Character Finn which we named our Finley cat after, But character Finn is leading Han Solo and Chewbacca into the, into the uh, First Order's base. And Han Solo asks Finn, what's the plan? He says, well, you know, I'm just going to use the force. Or something. he says, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. That's so much like how we approach our life with God. And in prayer is we want God to follow our lead. We want God to bless our plans. We want God to do what we want God to do. It's not the way God works. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and everything else gets added beneath them. That. that, my friends, is what Jesus says when we are to seek the kingdom of heaven, to recognize that it is in our midst. He is physically present in our midst now in the form of the Holy Spirit. When we gather together for worship and to serve and to learn and to play together, he is present in our midst. And when we are simply alone, Asking God for help, for hope, either for ourselves or for someone else, He is there in our midst. Jesus wants us to pick up this prayer pattern that when we feel alone, when we feel isolated, we can, as the first category indicated, pray into the character and the nature of God that runs in direct contradiction to what it is that we feel and we fear. And the second thing, to realize that from a spiritual, physical, and a private time, God and his kingdom is made available to you. So the third category that I want us to look at this morning is God's will. Is living for God in all ways and all days. Oftentimes, I use three W words to try to help express this we need to read God's Word so we can discern God's way will sorry discern God's will to go God's way we need to read God's word to discern God's will to go God's way one more time we need to read God's word to discern God's will and go God's way when we do that when we make a pattern of every single day getting into the word, whether it's a verse or a chapter what, or anything in between, right? When we make that plan, that discipline to get into the word, to pray, God, reveal to me your will so that I may go your way, we see this pattern begin to emerge. So let's bring the three together. We pray the names of God to understand the categories by which he wants us to know and understand the way he works and moves, and we can find our being in him. We need to gather together with God, with other believers, and we need every single day, whether it's a simple verse, a paragraph, a chapter, or a book, or whatever, to get into God's word so we can discern his will and devote our lives to going his way. So I want to ask you a couple really quick, simple patterns that I use in my personal life to help me come to this uh, point where I can really truly settle on the power of prayer. And the first is every single day, I set an alert in the YouVersion Bible app to push the verse of the day onto my cell phone and my tablet. So that's the first thing I see. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a clue and an insight as to how it is that I do this in my own personal life. I have that push alert alert, set to go off at 619 because Hebrews 619 is maybe my favorite core life verse. It says, hope is the anchor for the soul. As crazy as I can get when I get up in the morning and just at any point during the day, as crazy as I can be, as crazy as I can get, I need to know the very first thing that i see the very first thing that i do is that there's an anchor that's going to hold me and keep me steady throughout the day when i post our hope church plus devotions to go out if you haven't noticed they go out at 619 every morning on the hope church plus app and on linkedin and on the hope church plus website they go out at 619 i have found a verse Hebrews 619 that we have this hope as an anchor of the soul that i seek to incorporate into my daily anchoring in my life so i read the bible and i share a devotion it's 619 every single day and i have four years that's a pattern that works for me i offer it to you as a suggestion feel free to incorporate it. I think it was God designed and divinely ordered. So, you know, it's not copywritten or anything. You can use it. But if you have another favorite verse that speaks to you, find a way to use that and incorporate that into your life and into your living. That's the first thing that I do. The second thing I do is a pattern for actual prayer that when I need to get from A to... s (laughs) s <laughs> you'll see in a second this is what i use is called the axe model for prayer the axe model a c t s the axe prayer the a stands for for adore god this gets back into those characteristics and the nature of god adore god the areas where he is showing up and showing out in your life that runs in direct contradiction to the stress and the struggle and everything else in between that you feel adore god the C in the Acts prayer model is confess your sin to God. Confess those ways when you continue to try to go back into those areas that run in direct contradiction to the presence and the power and the nature characteristic of God. Confess your sin. Confess your worry. Confess your gluttony. Confess this. Confess that. But confess your sin. Confession is good for the soul, and you need to begin it with God. And thank God. That's the T. Thank God. For the forgiveness of sins that is the pathway into your salvation. Thank God for the blessed things that he's given you in life. Thank God for the fact that he hasn't abandoned you and he continues to live into his promise to never leave you nor forsake you. Thank God for being there with you. And the S is seek God's help and resources. This is where you ask for thanks. God. Please bless our church. God, please bless our Vacation Bible School. Bless our summer camp. Bless our small group ministry. Bless our worship team. Bless our financial stewardship and our financial health. Bless our discipleship. Lord, I'm seeking your help. I'm seeking your hope. Help me to be the person who you created and call me to be. Help me today be my anchor. May I be in you. That's the Acts prayer model. Adore God. Confess your sins. Thank God for his presence and his power in your life. And seek his help and his resources. The Acts prayer. So if like me, you have a tendency to struggle sometimes in starting, dear Lord, and, and stopping, amen. This is a model, a pattern that you can use that fits within the model that Jesus instituted with the Lord's Prayer that can help you move from a to s was <laughs> A to s right can help you move from a to amen these are just patterns these are just models based on the models that Jesus gave us to help us but maybe prayer isn't something that comes naturally to you i don't think it comes natural to many people Because it is so peculiar in ways. The creator of the universe, who is still creating, wants to be in constant communication and connection with you. It seems, well, mysterious, is one way to put it. But maybe we need some cues to help us remember to pray, to remind me to pray. Prayer cues. I've got several. When I turn the ignition, in my car i still have one of those antiques where you actually have to put a key in there and turn it right <laughs> it's a model camry <laughs> turn the ignition touching a doorknob god be with me as i go into that which is unknown and may my presence be a blessing for someone else after some of the crises that we had with our late daughter mia whenever we hear an ambulance that's a serious call and a cue to pray for us because we've been on the other side of that we've been on the side where we know those paramedics and first responders are going into something unknown and to pray for the person they're going to help and to pray for them as they go to help a huge cue to pray something that we do fairly regularly is whenever we sit down to eat your Lord blesses food to nourishment of our bodies and our bodies to your service. Amen. I mean, it's just a, it's a rote prayer, but it reminds us to pray, to remember that God is the provider and the source for all things. Think about your life. Think about those areas in where you live, like in the space, physical and metaphysical space, and those cues that can remind you to pray. Maybe it's when you hang up a phone. Maybe it's when you send a text message. Maybe it's before you read a text message. Or like I said, turning the ignition in your car, touching a doorknob, hearing an ambulance siren, something along those lines. Find some of these cues to help you remember to pray. And of course, the one that I mentioned a few minutes ago, 619. Here comes my push notification. It's time to go into God's presence. So when we think about the question the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave us the Lord's prayer as a model and a pattern by which we can help to mold and shape our prayer life. These are just some ideas and some examples of ways that you can incorporate the presence and power of God's presence and power in your life. These are ways where you can come to incorporate prayer into your everyday living. But I gave a little hint there a second ago about how I want to conclude today. One of the things that caused me some consternation when I entered into the church world from this side of the room, back in a church where we used hymnals, and when it was time for the Lord's Prayer, we would say, turn in your hymnal to page, I forget what it was, I have been so long, so I've used a hymnal, but turn in your hymnal to page such and such as we recite together the Lord's Prayer. And we also put it in the bulletin or info guide, as it were. And what I would see, while we were trying to get into this moment of the ultimate holiness, praying the prayer that Jesus modeled for us, was something like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our the bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. They lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil, for that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sit down. Where's the power in that? Just doing it by rote. Just doing it by memory. We check our watch. We check our phone. We check our nostrils. Check our hair. We check the menu for lunch where we want to go. Jesus never intended us to use the Lord's Prayer as something that just becomes some habitual, rote, memorized thing. Because that does, as the scripture also tells us, it gives us all the trappings of religion while missing its power. Jesus, yes, did give us the Lord's Prayer, and it's a great model for how we are to come to God in prayer. But it's so much more than that. It's a model. It's a pattern for how we can find the same power in prayer that was evident in John the Baptist's life, that was evident in Jesus's life, that was evident in the life of maybe the mightiest prayer warrior that you've ever met. That power is available to you. Find a model. Find a prompt. Find a cue that works for you. And then to end. As the band comes up for our closing song this morning, I want to invite you into a time a moment of personal powerful prayer it's just going to be silence i'm going to start with awesome god and we're going to close with amen and in between i want you to spend some time adoring god confessing your sins thanking god and seeking his help and his resources Will you join me? Awesome God, hear our prayers. to keep the conversation going, but for now. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area, there you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.